professional or amateur athlete is injured, time to treatment is critical. That's why more tri-state schools and coaches trust the trainers and doctors of Beacon Orthopedics. In fact, more than 30 high schools, club, college, and pro teams choose Beacon Orthopedics as their official medical providers. On the sidelines and in the operating room, we get athletes back in the game safely and quickly with comprehensive sports medicine care. At Beacon Orthopedics, we care for the pros, student-athletes, and weekend warriors every day. I feel like we're getting ready for a fast break here, Corey. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Pleased to be joined by special co-host, Corey Albertson of Triple Double Prospects. Corey, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me back, Mike. I enjoyed it last time and glad to be here again. We kind of had a slow down pace to the offense here at, right at the get-go with uh, some technical difficulties getting started here, but I'm, I'm ready to push the ball up the floor and uh, you know hand it off to you here a little bit. I wish I could have given you, you know, an assist on some technical <laughs> help, but that's not my skill. Oh, good. As always, this uh, WCPO High School Insider Podcast can be found on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. And as always, this High School Insider Podcast, as it has been sponsored all fall by Chick-fil-A, our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where catering is Chick-fil-A's winning play of the game, perfect for your holiday parties order today in the afternoon. We're pleased to be joined by Mountain Notre Dame coach Dr. Scott Rogers and Lakota East boys basketball coach Clint Atkins. We're going to talk to uh, both these guys here just in a little bit. Uh, before I get into this kind of the hoops discussion, uh, we have the NCAA early signing day for uh, college football tomorrow, which is going to be obviously a big event around the area. And that starts on Wednesday, goes through Friday. Obviously, the regular signing period is February 5th. And I just want to mention a lot of a lot of schools around the area will have the signing ceremonies throughout the day. And uh, we'll be sure to, to have uh, some coverage of that. Uh, Princeton, by the way, I think they may have the most of any area program seven d1 signees including two going to ohio state paris johnson who was named a sports illustrated all-american yesterday and obviously defensive end darion henry and then jaheem thomas uh the linebacker who's going to the university of cincinnati um I know signing day is a big deal in basketball, obviously, Corey, but uh, you talk about this 2020 class in football. I know you're not a football guy, but mm-hmm. um, you, yeah, had to have, you had to have seen what uh, what went on this year. We had a Mr. Football, obviously. You know Evan Prater very well at Wyoming. I mean, uh, what were your impressions of uh, this fall from our football? No, I follow it. I follow it in the playoffs. I root for the, the Southwest Ohio teams in particular to do well. like to follow Wyoming. Uh, I coached uh, NAAU ball. A kid named Joey Edmonds was there sure. for a number of years. I know the Praters a little bit, so I was happy for him. And uh, yeah, the talent at Princeton, I mean, just on both ends, in the football and the basketball, and that senior class is just unbelievable. And I know they've got a couple other seniors who play basketball who are receiving Division One football interest. You know, I don't know if they have offers or anything, but sounds like that list of kids is even going to grow. Definitely, you want to check out our Cincinnati Area High School Sports Facebook group as well. If you're not a member of that, be sure to sign up. Uh, pose the question, and I want, maybe, Corey, I'm going to get some thoughts on uh, on this from you once we talk to Scott and Clint here, but uh, here this time of year, Associated Press Male and Female Athletes of the Year, or, you know, the Major League Baseball Person of the Year, and I kind of pose the question, what, who is our Cincinnati Area High School Sports Person of the Year? And any sport doesn't really matter, um, you know, whether it be football, basketball, or any other sport from the calendar year, but uh, had a lot of good responses. I'm going to sh- kind of share a few of those later, and like I'd like to get your thoughts on maybe sure. a, a player or a nominee or two. But I want to bring in Dr. Scott Rogers of Mountain Notre Dame, the undefeated Cougars, 8-0 after a 70-37 win over Bedford North Lawrence on Saturday. MD number eight nationally by Max Preps and number nine nationally by USA Today. And uh, 
Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes. And uh, how are things going for your week? And uh, how's uh, everything going with the Cougars? Everything's good, Mike. Appreciate you having me. And you guys uh, shouting out about our local basketball scene. I love that. We've got a lot of great teams. We're just happy to be uh, where we are right now. We're trying to get everybody healthy. We just went through exams. So we've got one more game and uh, a little bit of a break and then, you know, right back at it. So uh, our kids have been working really hard. Uh, Our schedule has been really tough. Uh, But, you know, that's that's how it's supposed to be this time of year. I mentioned that win uh, on Saturday, Makaira Cook, 24.7 assists. She made six three-pointers, and then sophomore guard K.K. Bransford, 19 points, four rebounds, and two assists. This combination, this uh, scoring tandem of K.K. and Makaira, obviously um, just been outstanding for you. I mean, what, what have they represented to your program this season? Well, I mean, really, they, they embody what, what we try to do, um, you know, every day, and that's that's work hard and uh, commit to, you know, being the best that they can be each and every day. They, uh, you know, the fir- that first half wasn't one of our better ones. Um, and they got challenged a little bit at halftime. Akira came out and led by example, which is always great. Uh, KK is just so, I mean, she's just a special player anyway. And uh, you're always going to get something. Um, from her and from Makaira. I mean, they're two of the, the best best players in their respective classes in the country. So very blessed to have them. And, you know, we've, we've had Layla Felia out for the concussion since uh, we played uh, Rose Hill Academy. But she's, she'll, she's back this week. So we're looking forward to that. But I can't say enough about the job. Really, we have three seniors. They've all been great leaders. Um, you know, Grace Centrilla has been playing really well. But uh, Makaira has has kind of been the the straw that stirs a drink for us. And KK is that that one person you know uh, when you need a basket. It's always good to have that, that that player that you know can can get that basket for you. And our our kids our kids love that and uh, respect that about both of them. Um, that's also the good thing about it. That everybody everybody's all in. So. Uh, Really proud of how they played so far. I mean, doesn't mean, you know, what's going to happen the next day or Saturday or whatever, but uh, their daily approach, I, I really like right now. Coach, can you talk a little bit more about Makaira? Because we saw what she did, obviously, in the state tournament in Columbus last year, and we could talk about KK here in a second. But, uh, um, you know, playing a high level of AAU ball over the summer, signed with the University of Dayton this fall. Um, I mean, just what, what she's what she's done and what she's meant for your team. You mentioned that leadership aspect. I mean, it's, it's got to be incredible. Well, you know, she's em- she's embraced it, and it's been an evolution. It wasn't, you know, like you know, as a freshman, she just didn't step on the floor and you know exude the confidence that she does right now. So her leadership from, from that standpoint is huge. But I I, I felt for two years she's uh, arguably the best point guard in the state. I mean, she. Uh, pretty much shut down uh, Central, pick Central's uh, point guard last year, who I felt was, uh, and you know, Mike, she, she's at Ohio State right now. Sure. She was a key. She was a really one of the big keys to us winning that game was the, the job that Makaira did on her because uh, she was so talented running their offense and being able to knock down threes. And Makaira did it, just locked her down the whole game. And that was huge. So, you know, I, I 
a lot of what a lot of what both of those two bring are on the defensive end. Well, we were we were talking about Makaira and KK, obviously, but uh, I mean, obviously, a supporting cast. It's not just a few players that uh, that do it all for your team. Even though the statistics will show, um, you know what what Makaira and KK have done. But you mentioned Grace. Uh, who are some of the other players that have kind of stepped up for you in other key roles? Well, we've had uh, Brianna Counts, who's been doing a a, a, a great job. Uh, I said, Layla, she's been out, you know, we're looking forward to having her back. Uh, my goodness, we've had, uh, Abby Wolterman stepped up, uh, in, uh, Layla's absence and been playing really well. Um, it's just been, you know, really all 15 of our kids have, have just done a dynamite job of coming in. Cassie Stanton had, had, uh, uh, four threes against McCauley off the bench, which were huge. Um, I mean, it just seems like every night it's somebody, you know, stepping up that, that, uh, you know, gets an opportunity and comes through, but that's, you know, like uh, coach was saying before, I mean, it's not about those, those two young ladies would be the first two to admit that it's because of everybody else. And, uh, you know, we try to single out, if we try to single out anybody, they don't, the girls just, you know, they just deflect that praise which i really love because that's what they're about and they know uh to get where they want to go it's going to take all of them participating at a high level every day and and we're just fortunate that we have uh you know players who uh play at that level want to play at the next level and it it just kind of becomes contagious it's i think i told you the story earlier this year that we uh KK wanted to get in the gym early, and so she started showing up at 6 to shoot. Pretty soon we had seven kids showing up at 6 to shoot. So That's great. um, I mean, that's just just how hardworking they are. That's how dedicated they are to getting better, and, and, you know, their love of of basketball is is sincere, and that – that t- that goes a long way. That know, goes a long. So so just playing really good defense, but that goes a long way. <laughs> I know when you're on the journey as you are, and you've been doing this as long as you have, Scott. I mean, you don't want to look back, but eight games through, you're looking to that ninth game this weekend. But certainly, that season opener, November 23rd, journey to the attorney at Lakota West. You defeat the number one team in the country, New Hope Academy, out of Maryland. Um, take us back, obviously, an overtime victory. Take us back a little bit. Uh, how that really set the foundation, the tone for the way this season has gone so far? Well, the, the, it set the tone for the grit that this team has. They, that, and you know, the first, you don't know the first game. And even though we're playing a, a very talented team, I think they, they had 10 D one kids on their roster. And, uh, and, but our girls were really, 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 uh, they wanted to, you know, they were excited that we had scheduled the game. Um, the fact that they were number one really, you know, that, that just added to it. They were going to be a, a very difficult opening game regardless. But the grit that, that, that we showed defensively, we were down 14 at one point. Um, at, and we just said, hey, you know what? Let's just get one stop at a time and let's see what happens. And if we can get it tied going into the fourth quarter, I think you guys got this game because they, they were in big foul trouble. Um, we just needed to, to settle down a little bit. And we had lost Layla. She had suffered a concussion right at the beginning of the third quarter. So, you know, one of our better defensive players had gone out and Abby Walterman came in and uh, played extremely well. Um, so, I mean, you know, who knows that that was going to happen. Um, and, 
we, you know, we, we were able to get it to overtime and then, uh, we were able to turn them over. Actually, they committed an offensive foul, uh, late in the OT and we set up a, uh, a little play, uh, that we, that little out of bounds play at midcourt. And fortunately we were able to get it to, uh, the right person who was KK and she scored at the buzzer. So that just set the tone, but you know, the, the game I was really worried about was was the next game, mm-hmm. the next day, because we were playing a really talented Hannah Lincoln team. And, uh, and you know, co- you know, it's a coach's nightmare in a way in terms of preparation because, you know, the girls are going to have a little bit of a letdown or the guys, whatever the case may be. And uh, we did. And we were down, I think, 10 or 12 in the first quarter even. And, you know, it's kind of like I didn't call timeout. I just kind of waited and. Uh, and they kind of really brought themselves back. I mean, we had, we had a pretty good talk at halftime. I will say that, but, uh, they, they just have a grit about them. That's, that's, you know, we, we, last year we were, we were very talented team. You know, we, at every position we had a division one player this year, it's a little bit different because you're having to, you know, you're having to integrate, uh, some injured players were trying, we're trying to develop our bench bench again, because we had five seniors last year. So it's, you know, to, to be where we are right now, I feel very fortunate. I, I, we, we just, t- we talked about this yesterday that, you know, the effort has to be there on a daily basis, you know, for us to, to continue to get better. We have, we have to just put, keep pushing the envelope a little bit. And they, they, to their credit, they are all, they are all dedicated to that. And that, that is, um, you know, you don't always get that, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll have, you'll have a senior that just, you know, feels like, well, Hey, you know what? I've been, I've been down this road. Here he goes again. Um, but you know, they just, they're, they're just responding really well, really well. That's great. And I'm, 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 I'm proud of them for that. I thought it was so neat when you mentioned to me after you defeated new hope, uh, that, you had showed the newspaper clippings to your team about the uh, first time you beat the national number one, Chaminade Julian, in the 2004 state final. But you showed the current team a uh, newspaper clip of that before the game and uh, just some neat stuff there to, to kind of wind together, uh, tie together all the history of the MND program. So uh, awfully proud moment for the Cougars and, and all their supporters and fans over the years. Scott, really appreciate your time and uh, perspective. And thanks for hanging with us. And uh I promise the Skype stuff will get easier going forward when we interview <laughs> you in January. Nah, no problem. Corey, good to see you. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Scott. And best of luck to your team. All right, guys. We'll be talking Take to you care. soon. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. MND coach Dr. Scott Rogers, always a pleasure. Been uh, working with him for quite a number of years. Want to transition to uh, Lakota East boys basketball now. And uh, Clint Atkins, undefeated start, obviously, for the Thunderhawks. Big win over Colerain on Friday night. Clint, what are you most proud of uh, right now with, uh, with your team? Um, the humility of our guys. Um, if you if you look at our schedule to start, we went Taft, St. X, Princeton, Mason, and I'm looking at that schedule, going, "Oh my goodness, this is a, you know, this is a bear to start out the gate." But uh, our guys have had a lot of big wins, and staying humble and coming to work every day is uh, what I'm most proud about. And if you look at our group, we got a lot of new guys, a lot of new pieces, uh, a lot of new role guys who um, have really stepped up and done a great job. Well, Clint, we have Scott back on the line here, but I want to continue with Clint here. Obviously, you, you mentioned the defensive effort here. Uh, you showed it against Mason last week. Um, I mean, w- what's it been like just to uh, to see that kind of effort early on? 
I think it's a mentality of our program, and you know, Corey mentioned culture. Um, that's a that's been a you know staple of our program is being a tough, hard nosed defensive team. And at the end of the day, if you if you defend really well, even on nights where you don't shoot the ball great, like we did, um, you know, if you look at our Mason game, we caused twenty four turnovers against those guys, but we were three for fifteen from three point range, and th- uh, for the most part, took really good shots. And sometimes the the ball's not going to fall, but um, you know, if you if your culture is surrounded around the defensive end of the floor and you guard every single night you give yourself an opportunity to win right and and with the first couple games you know we saw you play Taft saw you play Princeton that's going to be a really fast-paced game and got to defend a lot of high-level athletes they're going to try and press you then you have to play Mason and you're going to play the whole opposite way and I was interested to see how your guys would fair against Mason being that they're going to slow it down they're going to be meticulous offensively and you know you guys already December 17th or whatever today is to face different styles what was that again Corey I'm sorry I just lost how, you there. how beneficial has it been just to, to face different styles like you have like with Taft oh it's more up tempo it, it, Mason slow down yeah, it, it's great. And honestly, our, our ultimate goal is to be playing our best basketball in February and March. And when we uh, anytime we get an opportunity to schedule teams, we want to schedule teams that play at, at, at different styles. And, you know, once we get to the tournament, we want to be able to say we play teams that, you know, want to play in the 70s and 80s. And we want to play teams that play in the high 30s and 40s. And ultimately, you got to be able to win. Uh, playing different styles once you get to February and March. And uh, we've shown that we've uh, we, we have that capability. Obviously, senior Nate Johnson averaged 30 points that first, uh, what, three games of the season. And then uh, talk about his development this year. And I know you mentioned he was more of a facilitator last year and has really kind of emerged for you guys, obviously. Yeah, and Nate's a kid who um, his athletic ability is um, second to none. He's the best athlete, pure athlete I've ever coached. And, you know, his freshman and sophomore year, he was just learning to be a varsity player and learning how to practice hard every single day and, you know, learning to, you know, just watch tape and do all the things that are expected of a varsity player. And, um, you know, he's really matured um, as a young man and really matured as a basketball player. And for a kid who averaged five or six points a game, whatever he averaged last year, and to have his first three games to average 30, and then he's had 15 and 16 to follow that up. Uh, plus, you know, he's third in our in assists. Um, it just shows his maturation process as, as a player. And um, if you, you know, obviously, he's a phenomenal athlete, but he's one of our most intelligent guys as well. A guy who really, really studies the game. And I feel like kids don't watch basketball um, that much anymore. I feel like kids watch highlight tapes and all that stuff on social media. But he's one of our kids that actually sits down and watch basketball games. So it, it, you can tell based on his IQ. Right. My thing with Nate has been, you know, last year we talked a lot about him, Clint, in that he was a really good player, but he didn't really have that confidence in himself. And this mm-hmm. year I've seen that confidence in him, uh, watching him live against Taft, you know, where he was the best player on the court in a game with a lot of good players, watching the film against Princeton, such a big game, such a big crowd, and he was so poised in his first real, like, league game as being the man for your team. And then, you know, he's come so far as a passer and as a shooter, you know, to combine with those athletic tools, he's really taken the next step this year. Um, you know, first of all, for Nate, the confidence starts with getting in the gym. You know, he's put in the time. So it's not like all of a sudden one day magically he woke up and could shoot the three. You know, that's something that he's put a lot of time into. And he's one of the best natural passers I've ever been around. And, you know, over the course of last season, uh, the second half of the season, his decision making is what um, really propelled our team. 
Um, you know, he was he was phenomenal the second half of the season, and and, and it started with his ability to to make passes to guys that um, could really score the basketball. And you know, we lost a number of those guys to graduation, and you know, now he knows obviously he needs to continue to facilitate, but um, he's play, taking a bigger role in scoring the basketball. And and honestly, that starts with him getting in the gym and putting in the putting in the hours. And Johnson has scholarship offers from OU, Miami, Youngstown State, and Kent State. Anybody else showing recent interest? Uh, Xavier and UC and UD have all either been at games or been a practice. So, you know, he, he's a guy who, in my opinion, he's a high major athlete. And as his skill level continues to develop, I think uh, he's going to be a mid to high major kid. Ironically, we scheduled you uh, on this podcast and you had some news last night. Alex Mangold um, given a verbal commitment to uh, Nova Southeastern. Talk about that a little bit, coach. Yeah, I'm so proud of Alex and obviously what he went through last January, um, you know, how, how you prepare a team for that, uh, you know, I just, you never know. And, you know, January uh, at home last year, it's a third possession of the game and Alex breaks both the bones in his lower leg, complete snap. And it, it was something that it was tragic for him just because he had put in so much time. Um, but, you know, he never let that defeat him. And he's worked his butt off to get back. He's got his his body's in great shape. Um, he looks like a man right now. And, you know, he he's still not 100 percent, but but he's getting there. And for him to sign at a great Division two school like Nova Southeastern and um, it's a great academic school. Obviously, it's a top five uh, NCAA D2 basketball school. So really proud of him and and his determination. I know you told me last week, Caden Furman, uh, maybe back this week. Do you have an update on him? And he's going to yeah, join you guys. That, that's. That's the hope. Um, he did some non-contact stuff last week, um, and we're getting ready to practice here in about 20 minutes, and uh, he's going to be a little bit more live today and uh, working back in, and hopefully he's healthy to go on Friday because he'll definitely give us a, a boost in the scoring department. At Middletown on Friday. Before I let you go, maybe some of these other guys who have really stepped up for you, Jared McCorkle, Kobe Peck, uh, mentioned kind of some of these other guys who have uh, played some big roles for you. Yeah, Kobe, um, Jared, Trevor, um, you know, uh, that we've had some role guys off the bench, some sophomores that have come in and, and, and play great role minutes for us. Um, our, our leaders, uh, Mark Krajewski, who's a kid that doesn't play a lot um, on game night, but he's one of our best leaders and competes his tail off in practice every single day. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily love to single guys out just because it's such a team effort. And um, if you look at uh, our success right now, it's because of our team, not because of individuals. Cody East Boys basketball coach Clint Atkins. Really appreciate your time and uh, best of luck to the Thunderhawks going forward. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Appreciate Good luck it. Coach. And that was Lakota East coach Clint Atkins. Uh, appreciate his time and perspective. But, uh, Corey, want to flip back. We've been kind of flipping back and forth here, boys, in the girls' uh, basketball scene. But uh, certainly want to get some of your thoughts about the boys' scene around the area. I know you saw Taft and Holmes over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hughes with a big win over Taft the night before on the Friday night. Uh, how do you kind of put together uh, what's happening in the CMAC right now? First of all, I, I like Scott. A lot of personality. Um, <laughs> Indeed. That was, that was, he, he will give you plenty of good quotes and sound. Yeah, that I'll was interesting. That. that was interesting. So uh, to answer your question, on the Cincinnati City League, I have no idea other than Hughes has been really good. Um, You're just being honest, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, in terms of who's the best between Hughes, Taft, Woodward, Aiken, and even West High, I mean, Hughes is because they've defeated the two that they've played of that group being uh, Woodward and Taft. Uh, they have not played Aiken, but they will soon, and they have not played West High. 
but it's just been kind of a situation you see in the City League where there are transfers and a lot of teams have new guys and they're trying to figure all of that out. So, you know, with Taft, they have a new coach and that Mark Mitchell is back. Um, some of the kids, you know, they all knew who he was. They might not have known him, being that he's been gone for a while. And, you know, they said the Kai Smith hasn't been really healthy there. And they've got Rayvon Griffith as a freshman who's, you know, averaging about 17 points a game. He's True. a great athlete, you know, similar to a the ton path. of expectations. Yeah. yeah, a ton of expectations, similar to the path that Nate Johnson's taken, where there's some things he's not ready for. You know, he's not at the skill level. He's going to need to be moving forward. He doesn't weigh enough yet, but he's showing that talent. He's you know been a great passer for him, been a scorer for him, been an athlete for him, and he's playing really hard. And I think you know, as a freshman, if he can meet that expectation, you know, that's really all you can do. Um, it's tough for him to lose to Hughes and being at that's the school he was at sure. in the uh, summer and then in the spring when he said, I'm going to go to Hughes. So definitely an emotional game, but Taft is only going to get better. And then Taft having been moved to Division Three for the tournament, I mean, that's a ways away. But when we start talking about tournament, you know, Taft in Division Three is going to be a problem. Whereas in D2, you've got a cluster of, you know, Hughes is really good. Aiken's really good. Uh, Woodward's in a little bit of that Taft situation where they're trying to mesh all their new guys together. You know, Paul McMillan, the fourth, is definitely the guy on that team. But they got to figure out how it all works together. And then you've got teams like Wyoming in Division Two, where, you know, that's going to be really fun. And then at the Division One level, you know, Moeller's still the team to beat. Um, I'm sure you wanted to mention that they lost their first game in the state of Ohio in 50 games. Lost at Akron St. Vincent St. Mary's. Uh, by no means a bad loss. That same Akron St. Vincent St. Mary team lost a close game this past weekend to Sierra Canyon out of Los Angeles, which features like five or six or maybe more nationally ranked players, including LeBron James Jr. So, uh, you know, Moeller's going to be just fine. They're loaded again in Division One. We talked about Lakota East. They're really, really good. And then uh, Princeton's had some injuries. They've had some, you know, whatever issues. They did have a late-season coaching change in which their coach, Steve Wright, left for um, Cleveland State to work on that staff, and they have a one of the assistants taken over for the season. So, they, you know, they've got some kinks to work out, but on paper, on pure talent, they're right there, you know, probably even ahead of Lakota East in pure talent, but not in terms of like cohesion as a basketball team right now. So the, the talent's really good this year and, and division one through all the way through three. Anybody that surprises you? I mean, um, it, it, is there a program that maybe you said, hey, I, I don't expect them to be win loss wise where they're at right now? Uh, I think the two of them, one would be Hughes, and, and yeah. the, the credit has to go to Coach, Coach Brian Wyatt there. And that, you know, he lost Paul McMillan, he lost Rayvon Griffith, even though he'd never played a game there. And he has a team now where there's no distractions, there's no big name. And not that those kids were problems, right. but just the fact that he doesn't have to deal with any expectations. He can just coach the way he wants to coach. Got a little bit of like an equal opportunity thing going between three kids with Karen McKenzie, who averaged near 20 last year. He's had over 20 this year. Keontae Thomas, who was a senior, who was a role player last year, and people are seeing how good he is this year when he's you know getting some more shots. And then Anthony Felder, a 6'5 big body, came over from Schroeder and has just been dynamite for them. And uh, from the people who were at the Taft game, um, I was told that he was kind of the catalyst, especially in the first half. Uh, physically, you know, against Taft has bigger kids than Hughes has. And then the other team would probably be Lakota West. Uh, they're off to a great sure. start. I know they've got a big game tonight against LaSalle. I watched them uh, upset Princeton at Lakota West last um, yeah last Tuesday, and uh, they have a senior Julian Mackey who is uh, having a great year. I think he's at about twenty five points a game, and, and they've got a nice all around team. And uh, 
I was I was impressed at Lakota West and that the uh, the crowd was into it. It's like people up there are kind of starting to believe that after having some down years that, you know, West might be back and, uh, you know, maybe can start to contend with East. Who would ever argue against Jim Leon, right? Right, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> He's got, he does a great job. And, uh, you know, they've got some young kids. they got some older kids. And, uh, you know, they're, they're getting it done. Uh, what about ECC? Uh, what do you see over there? Walnut Hills. I know Turpin's had a good start to their season. Yeah, I got to see Walnut Hills. I went over to an event that uh, Coach Ricardo Hill had over there that he hosted and uh, saw them beat Dayton Meadowdale, um, a team that Walnut was significantly better than right now. But, you know, I know they're off to a good start. I saw they uh, beat Loveland at the buzzer on a half-court shot. Um, so, you know, that's always exciting. And then I did see Turpin. Um, they played in um, my season opening event. I ran with a guy named Benny Carroll, uh, the Ohio Valley Hoops Classic, and uh, they defeated um, Canal Winchester in that event. And, you know, they're a team. They've got a lot of size. They've got a big kid going Division One, and Owen Spencer is uh, signed with the Citadel. And they've got a junior guard, Jackson Holt, is one of the better scorers in the area. And, uh, you know, Josh Slonim is one of the young coaches in Cincinnati who, you know, people aren't really talking a ton about. I mean, he definitely has respect in the coaching community. But as he gets older, more and more people are going to say, you know, he's one of the better high school basketball coaches in Cincinnati. He's doing a nice job. Give a quick plug on your Ohio Valley Hoops Classic and how you thought it went there at Mason for the first time. Yeah, yeah, we had a great experience. Thank you. At uh, the Ohio Valley Hoops Classic in Mason, um, you know, had Taft, had had Woodward, had Moeller, had Lakota East had Turpin, had Mason, you know, several of the area teams, as well as uh, Carmel, defending state champions out of Indiana's largest division, Jeffersonville out of Indiana, uh, kind of the Louisville part um, right across the river there. Very, very good team. Cleveland Lutheran East, who's uh, been to the state finals and won one state tournament in the last three years. So really good event and uh, hoping to grow it for next year. I would say you're probably already making plans for next year's We're event. meeting tomorrow. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, what about just around the city? Any, any other uh, teams or players that we should be looking for? Maybe I know you're going to be checking out a Southern Buckeye Conference game tonight as well. Sure, I am. So um, I'm going to be going to Blanchester at Claremont Northeastern as soon as I get my map out to figure where that is. <laughs> now, Blanchester. No yeah, I know it's east, right? So, uh, no, I actually went to a game at CNE last year, but I don't remember where it is. But um, so let's start with CNE. They've got a junior, Skyler Schmidt, uh, being recruited on the NCAA Division One and Division Two levels. Really big, strong kid. Also plays football and. Uh, He's averaging like 24 points and 15 rebounds. I mean, really just a force in the paint, really strong, tough kid. And then Blanchester has one of the most talented athletes uh, you know, in the state of Ohio in Braden Sipple. He's a junior, 6'3", wing, kind of does it all for Blanchester, um, averaging 37 points, you know, as well as leading him in every other statistical category. Um, hung up the football cleats, decided to sure. focus on basketball. I know he was a really good football player as well, but he, he's definitely a dynamic athlete and uh, you know interested to see tonight uh, how that plays out and both teams are undefeated uh, can't say I know a ton about other either team but you know, this is definitely a big game for those guys any other players we should be looking for? I know Grant Wiseman from Middletown Madison became the school's all-time leading scorer in the past week and yeah, dropped yeah, a nice Grant, start, too. Grant, Grant's definitely um, not a surprise that he became the school's all-time leading scorer. I mean, he's been there forever and a uh, very talented player heading to a good Division II program in uh, Cedarville. Um, Xavier Ricks, kid from Fairfield, senior. I was not familiar with him as a junior, even though he had a pretty good season, but uh, his his numbers are over 21 points a game this year. Saw him, uh, came to my Open gym series in the fall and uh, you know 
tough kid, good skilled guard, and I'm, I'm hoping to catch them soon. They play at Elder tonight, which is an interesting game. And then uh, West High is at Oak Hills, and the new coach at West High, uh, Bryce Stokes, is really doing a nice job there. Has a sophomore, Bubakar Cease, uh, very good. Has a junior, Zion Reynolds, and a senior, Demetrius Watkins. Uh, a couple really good players there. And um, other than that, I wanted to say that I have, um, you're asking about kind of players who've been standing out. Sure. Uh, I published one article today on my website, triple-double-prospects.com, uh, with a look at Southwest Ohio, so Cincinnati and Dayton, uh, top unsigned seniors and number, mostly Cincinnati kids, uh, top kid being Mo and Jai out of uh, Centerville, big body. And then uh, tomorrow or the next day, I'll be publishing a list of the top juniors who've kind of starting to get their recruitment going, and uh, that's a really Really, really good class in Southwest Ohio. Moore's got a number of guys. We talked about uh, Nate Johnson at Lakota East. And um, one other kid real quick who has been uh, performing extremely well is uh, point guard over at Aiken, Chicago Stone. Uh, doesn't have any scholarship stuff yet, but really, really talented point guard. I think one of the, the best players in the state. You're the man as always, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate all your insight. Where can people follow you? Where can they read? You mentioned the, the website. Where can they uh, follow your coverage? And- sure, absolutely. So it's uh, triple-double-prospects.com, and that is my website with all my scouting information. And uh, at tw- on Twitter, at Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, Albertson. And I also post links there to my podcast, the Triple Double Podcast, where we talk about the world of scouting, uh, just have some kind of scouting player evaluation, conversations with high school coaches, college coaches, different scouting guys, and just kind of talk about how the basketball machine works as an industry and hopefully it's a little bit educational and you know a little entertaining Corey's a great follow players and coaches follow him they know him well you're a fixture in the uh, boys basketball community so uh, appreciate all your perspective as always absolutely thanks for having me on as the uh, co-host yeah, there you so go appreciate yeah, it. exactly and this will conclude our uh, podcast our final episode of the 2019 version of the podcast for the calendar year we'll be back in january We're going to take a little break the next two weeks but uh be sure to have a lot of uh insight and uh perspective on uh the winter basketball scene and also uh you know give you a little dose of football as we keep going on too there's always some coaching news in the works and and recruiting and and schedule notes as well so uh, i want to appreciate i want to thank all our audience for uh listening and watching throughout the year and uh I want to thank Corey again for uh, for joining us and Mount Notre Dame coach Dr. Scott Rogers, Lakota East boys basketball coach Clint Atkins. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and a happy new year to everyone.